Brian breathed in deep, his nose twitching. Is that smoke in the air? He grabbed the binocs resting on the glove compartment and scanned the city line in the horizon. Faint plumes inland, strange. There had been nothing on the news that morning about a forest fire. Brian turned his attention back to the water. God, there was nothing so beautiful as a crisp, clean, curling wave at dawn. Mr. Carnegie. A tall man with loose, graying brown hair wreathing his head sauntered over. A short, stylish man and an elderly woman wearing a sweeping red sundress followed. The first tall man pointed at the shiny new binoculars resting on Brian's front seat. Hunting for sharks? Brian chuckled. No, Alan, I keep telling you, Brits, there's only been one entire shark fatality here in the history of Ocean Beach. I'm just checking things out. Sylvia peered over her wire-rimmed spectacles hanging by a threaded chain. The chain alone was probably worth at least one of Brian's house payments or one of his children's future college tuitions or both. Will you be diving in, she inquired gaily. Of the three expats, Sylvia was often the most buoyant. I can't say no, Brian replied, even though it's almost a shame to disrupt this. He gestured at the pristine beach scene, silvery feathered sea foam dancing underneath the coral sky. He blushed. He never usually spoke this way around his fellow surfers, or even his wife, for that matter. Andre, the short man's eyes, twinkled. Perhaps your presence, Sir Brian, will improve the picture. Oh, I doubt it. Brian had often thought about capturing his rides with the webcam, perhaps, or a photo, but it seemed sacrilegious. He had noticed other surfers' performances deflate once they became aware of someone attempting to document their ride. It wasn't worth it. Do you mind if I take a snap then? Sylvia queried, pulling out her own digital camera. Sure, go ahead. Just don't show my wife. She'll wonder why I wasn't at the office. The trio laughed. You see, surfing was Brian's salvation. He zipped up his wetsuit and strode purposefully into the foamy waves lapping at the edge. Whatever dull ache he felt from Jack's absence, from his messy, but organized, predictable life would soon be erased by the frigid, icy waters of that Pacific Ocean, tumbling him clean. It was often better than church, except today it wasn't. Fuming, Brian emerged from the whitewater several hours later, twitching salt from his eardrums. He was getting old. The rides that afternoon had been clean, well-formed, yet his mind had swirled with images of Jack Price every time he rested astride his long board. Finally, he had gritted his teeth, pounding down a beautiful six-foot roller, almost knocking over some fat Hispanic man who had done a nice pop-up despite his massive size. Brian knew he had stolen this man's particular wave, but he didn't care it was worth possible strife if he could just clear his head of this ever-present mess of this what could have been 
with Jack. The sweep down the rolling pipeline exhilarated Brian to an extreme degree, and he gloried in it all the way to shore, triumphantly flipping off the board neatly, then turning his board to face the ocean again. And that's when he got caught inside, a massive freight train of a wave set, slamming him over and over, deep into the sandbar of the ocean floor, until he felt like he had no mind at all, simply four wretched limbs that the ocean could toss at will. Exhausted and spent, he finally surrendered. Five years ago, he would have gathered his bearings and even slipped through the pocket to the outside of the massive lineup of waves. But his razor-sharp reflexes no longer buzzed within him. He'd have to call this one a day. Back in his Jeep, Brian was relieved to see no sign of Sylvia, Andre, or Alan on the beach. Usually he welcomed their observant post-session chatter. Although they weren't surfers, the trio had an uncanny knack for assessing certain rights and wrongs of a particular ride. And he wondered idly if Sylvia had gotten the desirable photo she had mentioned. Brian unpeeled his wetsuit and tossed it into its rubberware bin reclined his seat, and closed his eyes. And of course, wondered what Jack was doing at that exact moment. <sighs> Having lunch, joking around with his friends, his stomach lurched, sitting alone in a darkened room, thinking of him. Muscles floppy from his surf session, Brian finally allowed the images to just wash over him. Jack's quiet gaze. The way he would lean over a table, studying a legal brief, hands splayed on either side, his eyes crinkling up at the corners whenever he smiled, throwing his head back to laugh whenever Brian made a killer impersonation of a certain senior partner they both despised. Sometimes back then, Brian had centered his entire day just around the simple goal of trying to get Jack to laugh. Brian eventually pulled out his cell phone and tapped in the words Jack Price plus Columbus into the search engine. He had read somewhere that Google knew more about you than even your closest friend or spouse. Ain't that the truth, he grumbled to himself. And to his surprise, a couple of headlines popped up right away. Newspaper headlines. Local attorney defends gay marriage. Case pending. Jack Price, champion of marriage equality, states, union is for all Americans, not just a few. <laughs> 